It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Items are being checked on the Congressional lame duck to-do list as we sprint toward the end of the year and the end of the 117th Congress. On Thursday, the Senate passed the annual NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, to the tune of $858 billion. It was a bipartisan vote, 83 to 11. The no votes were an interesting mix. Five Democrats, five Republicans, and one independent, Bernie Sanders. Six Republicans didn't vote at all. The bill includes $45 billion more than the Biden administration even requested. It adds new funding for Ukraine, increases pay for service members, authorizes the purchase of new weapons, and rescinds the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, despite both President Biden and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin standing by the mandate. The bill had already passed the House, so it now goes to President Biden for his signature. That leaves just the fiscal year 2023 omnibus before this session of Congress ends. The text of the roughly $1.7 trillion package will likely be released on Monday. Then the Senate can get started on the process to vote. And that would bring us to December 23rd, cutting it kind of close. In the meantime, the January 6th committee on Monday will present portions of their final report and vote on whether or not to issue criminal referrals. This will be the final public hearing of the January 6th House Select Committee. Chairman Betty Thompson said the executive summary in eight chapters of the report will be unveiled starting at 1 p.m. on Monday. Four of the committee members, Representatives Zoe Lofgren, Liz Cheney, Jamie Raskin, and Adam Schiff, are leading the charge in determining which individuals should be referred for potential prosecution by the Justice Department get that popcorn ready. A bar disciplinary committee in Washington, D.C. on Thursday recommended disbarring former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani after coming to the conclusion that he likely violated at least one professional rule while pursuing the former guy's legal effort to overturn President Biden's 2020 victory in Pennsylvania. The D.C. Bar Counsel, Phil Fox, called for the most severe punishment against Giuliani, arguing that his rushed lawsuits seeking to throw out hundreds of thousands of Pennsylvania votes with no direct evidence of fraud posed a, quote, fundamental harm to the fabric of the country that could well be irreparable. Giuliani's lawyer said the sparring him would chill other lawyers, arguing that a less severe punishment, like a letter of reprimand, was more appropriate. Right. And finally, are you still on Twitter? We are witnessing the real-time destruction of a website used by millions of people to quickly disseminate information or misinformation at the whim of its new owner, the formerly richest person in the world. Yes, Elon Musk's insane $44 billion purchase of Twitter is probably the biggest screw-up of 2022, and the bird site just might be close to its end. Despite his pronouncements, Musk is not a proponent of free speech. On Thursday, the thin-skinned Twitter overlord banned the accounts of about a half-dozen high-profile journalists, including CNN's Joni O'Sullivan, The New York Times' Ryan Mack, The Washington Post's Drew Harwell, progressive journalist Aaron Rupar, pundit Keith Olbermann, and a few others. Some journalists gathered in a spaces call on Twitter. That's an audio only sort of conference call. One of them, the deplatformed Washington Post reporter Drew Harwell. Well, Elon Musk joined the call 
And once Harwell pressed Musk to clarify his reasoning, the no longer richest man in the world left the call and a moment later killed off every Spaces session that was happening on Twitter. You're suggesting that we're sharing your address, which is not true. Um, and you're suggesting that we're we're posting. We never uh, I, I never posted your address. You posted a link to the address. We posted a link in the re- course of reporting about Elon Jet. We posted links to Elon Jet, which are now not online um, and now banned on on Twitter. And, and Twitter also, of course, marks even the Instagram and Mastodon accounts of Elon Jet as as harmful. Using you know, we have to admit, acknowledge, using the same exact link blocking technique that you have criticized as part of the Hunter Biden New York Post story in 2020. So, what is different? Yeah, here it's and no there. more acceptable for me. It's, it's no more acceptable for me, for you than it is for me. Same thing. So anyway, I, so it's unacceptable what you're doing. No, what you, you, you dox, you get suspended. End of story. That's it. Elon, I have to ask. Oh, I think I think Elon has left. I guess that's I'm unfortunate because answer. yeah, <laughs> I mean. Guess what the difference is there. You know, man, not I trying to, so many. I was raring yeah. to go, guys. <laughs> I know, I was too. And on Friday morning, some are suggesting that Musk disconnected the Spaces platform entirely. Who knows? What we do know is that the fate of Twitter is uncertain. By the way, you can follow me at Nicole Sandler at mstdn dot social mastodon. Check it out. Bye, Twitter. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button. 